This is the Z-Shock Aftercast from ZRockFM.com. Ready? Your official North State Aftershock podcast. It is Z-Shock Aftercast. Man, we haven't talked uh, with each other, Frost, since what, uh, July, I think? Yeah, it's been it's been a minute, and I'm actually out here in the wilds of Shasta County, you know, hanging out and enjoying this beautiful fall day. Well, so that's one thing for anybody listening to this. Uh, you had to deal with the public uh, safety power shutoff uh, up there. Obviously, people uh, in, in our neck of the woods down here did, but mainly in uh, kind of the ridge area in inside Chico was uh, just fine. So how long was it for you this time? It was actually really quick. It was just like most of the working day and then into the evening. And But the thing is, they're going to shut it off. We are recording this, what, October 24th? Fourth. Mm-hmm. It's Saturday. They're going to shut it off tomorrow again because we're supposed to get some 50-mile-an-hour winds, which is so, so frightening. Not a fan. No, I can't imagine you are. So it's good that we got uh, a little spot of brightness, uh, sort of unexpected last week. Po- suddenly posted, I'm talking, of course, about Aftershock uh, 2021. Last time you and I talked was uh, when we, well, I spoke with Danny Wimmer when they finally made the announcement that, yeah, indeed, they are going to kick the can to uh, 2021. And then in the middle of last week, uh, they put up this this announcement. Hey, by the way, in three days, we're going to announce uh, the lineup. And that's when uh, they reached out to me, too, uh, about, some promotions that we got coming up I can't say too much about, but if you are listening right now and you're not a Z-Cult member, uh, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, you should go ahead and sign up. Uh, You can do it right there in the Aftershock Epicenter at ZRockFM.com. All that business out of the way, uh, Frost, you're a pretty big fan of this lineup, right? Uh, It's pretty good, and I have to apologize. There's wildness going on all around me. There's like cars and things. Sorry. Believe it or not, it's it's very uh, nice and, and, and calm and smooth over the the phone line here well thank god Mm because i'm like trying to find a spot you know (laughs) that's the working from home thing that i know a lot of people can feel me on you're like all right no i need to take this call can you all right i'm gonna go over nope Going over here? Nope. Going over there. Well, it's funny you yeah. say that because uh, our my main contact with the Danny Wimmer Presents people uh, is is Holly Dosher, and she uh, is doing the work at home thing from, I think, down in San Diego. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't want to give away too much of her business, but uh, let's just say some of my phone calls with her. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the background that uh, wouldn't be if she was still <laughs> working in the office down there in L.A. So uh, salute to her, salute to you. But that being said, um, was there anything that really surprised you about this lineup? Well, the first night is like pretty metal you've got testament and exodus and hatebreed mm-hmm. yeah like wow that's great you know and then you know headliners limp biscuit which a lot of people are going to be excited about well I, I wonder almost you know since they have been on a hiatus for so long that you know limp biscuit was uh not quite but it was very similarly disdained on like nickelback levels towards but it's oh, been for sure but it's been away long enough now that i wonder if the nostalgia aspect of it and then uh you know younger people that didn't uh, you know they weren't around or they weren't uh you know teenagers or whatever when and uh, Limp Biscuits was at, was at its height at the turn of the century. So I wonder if that's not quite the rim shot that, uh, you know, Chad Kruger and friends uh, are are enjoying right now, if you will. Do you, do you think that maybe there's something to that? Or do you think that there's still going to be a, a good group of people that look at that and go, how the hell do you end that night with limp goddamn biscuit? Well, there's going to be a bunch of metalheads that say that. I mean, and I feel that completely. I'm like, oh, and then the headliners limp biscuit. Cool. But. A lot of people in the the last time they played Aftershock, I mean, it was packed. People loved that. It was crazy shit. They loved it. 
So I anticipate that again. Well, yeah, that was one of the the big surprises last year. Uh, obviously, you know, a year ago there was a lot of people that were making fun of uh, Blink One Eighty Two on uh, headlining Saturday Night. But when you know we kind of dipped our heads out of the media tent area and, and looked over there, and uh, man, there was uh, quite the crowd for them. So uh, that was surprising to me. And, and kudos to them; they put on a, a pretty pretty damn good uh, performance considering they were at Aftershock. Who do you think that band is this year? Because I've got my eye on one. It's not even a band. It's one per, a particular person. Is it Limp Biscuit for you, or is there a, a, somebody else that is the is, is the Blink One Eighty Two of twenty twenty one? I would say Limp Biscuit actually, because you know the other ones are like you got Metallica, you know what I mean, and and then Metallica, which is awesome. So and then Mike Hem, which a lot of people are excited about too. Mm-hmm. So the one that caught my eye as I was reading them out is uh is on Saturday. Are you, are you looking at the uh, the lineup right now or no? No, I can't because I'm on my phone. Oh, and, okay. You know. So, uh, so, but I did see it in maybe a Treyu. I don't know. Nope, 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 nope. The one. I mean, that would be the other one for me. Is yeah. I'm saying maybe. A so, Treyu. so the other one for me is Pete Davidson's best bud, Machine Gun Kelly. Now, oh I, well, that's just I thought silly. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got it's weird because you know obviously he's he's a rapper and an actor and you know he got a little bit of rock cred you know playing was it Tommy Lee in in the, the yes and he was great so he was fan freaking tastic in that movie really yeah and then so he put out uh, an, an album recently I haven't actually listened to it but it's more along like the it's been described to me as like pop punk so maybe it's a little bit further over into that direction now I'm not a hundred percent on that though but I think that's gonna be you know he's uh, so my chem is, is top build on Saturday. Then uh, Offspring is probably uh, on the other, you know, closing set of the big two stages. And then Machine Gun Kelly's right, right. after that. So that is going to be, I'm really, really curious to see how, you know, the fans of Kill Switch Engage, Anthrax, Gojira uh, right. <laughs> are going <laughs> to react or, or if they're just not going to care at all. I don't know. It might just be an exodus. It might be dinner break time for a lot of metalheads, you know. Right. Which is like the beauty of Aftershock is you've got all this stuff going on all the time, and there's so many great shows to see while you're there. You can you play. Okay, this is pretty cool, but I'm going to go chill for a little while. Sit up there and watch it from the you know the chill pad or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and and another thing that I just thought of right now is last year. I remember when we first kicked off this podcast, um, we started off by we would feature one of the headliners. And then we would feature one of the uh, lesser known acts. And the first one we did, because you got so excited when you saw their name on there, but they were pretty far down the list, was The Hue. And obviously, uh, a year later, that's, you know, one of the biggest names in rock right now. So who do you, is there anybody that, uh, that that, you know, caught your eye like that on, you know, lower down on the, uh, on the list of names on any of these days that, uh, you know, he had the same reaction? Um, Cleopatrick. I've yeah. heard a lot of buzz about them recently, and I'm not super familiar with them, but I think Cleopatra might be the one that blows up pretty big. Yeah. Well, I know we uh, we just started playing their song Hometown uh, on 106.7 Z-Rock, or if you're uh, listening to this outside of the Northern California area, zrockfm.com. You can get the uh, Z-Rock app there. You can also listen to our skill on Alexa. Enough whoring myself out. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good point. I, you know, I, I was eyeballing everything, and it, none of that really caught my eye until you just mentioned that, and I looked up oh yeah so they're playing early on on friday and uh that could definitely be that could definitely be the one another one that uh, caught my eye uh on friday is aaron jones he's the the dude out of seattle yeah he's blowing up too and it's kind of like nostalgic to the 90s kind of rocky thing that that we all loved so much you know the lenny kravitzy kind of stuff yeah even like blind melon when they got 
like off single into the album kind of a thing, you know? Right. Well, I think, so blind, I think he's got a lot of potential for sure. You're right. Yeah. And the funny thing about uh, Blind Melon is just how defined they were by that, you know, one song that was, you right. know, it, it was a definitely a Blind Melon song, but you know, if if you listen to the rest of the at least that album, you would have thought, uh, oh, that doesn't represent them at all because they were more like a like a bluesy True. sort of right, you know, Guns and Roses adjacent, just without as much uh, aggression. Is that what a fair point? I th- that is fair. I always describe them as like the defiant hippie throwback to the '60s that was definitely not cool in the '90s, but they were just <laughs> genuinely who they were. And I'd like to point out that it's been twenty five years um, this October 21st since we lost Shannon Hoon and I freaking love Blind Melon and I miss him very much. I posted actually on my Facebook page here I'm going to whore myself out at Z-Rock Frost. You can go give that a like um, a little clip of them doing Change which you know, it was just fantastic. I miss those guys. I, yeah. That was a great band. Well, that's what so Aaron thing- Jones kind of reminds me of that whole era of that cool, grainy rock and roll that was coming out of the Pacific Northwest, you know? No, for sure. And uh, I was just thinking about this too. You know, that, that is one of the things that, uh, you know, I love talking to you about because you, obviously first and foremost, you're a metalhead, but then every once in a while you have these really weird, unexpected, like other, like you love Blind Melon. You love, uh, what what is that? Yeah. That song by the Revivalists. You love that song, oh. which is Funk, man, that's funk. You gotta love funk. I mean, George Clinton and the Parliament Funkadelic and all that. Bootsy Collins is my jam. Right, right. I love that. What would you say, like, the the band or the song that you most like would surprise people the most if they just, you know, have a an opinion or a or they, they, they draw a picture of what, what Frost's persona is in their head? <laughs> oh, this is going to be funny. Adele's Rolling in the Deep or that, like, soulful prayer song by Lady Gaga. They're both like fantastic vocalists and Mm -hmm. I'm a musician at heart, you know? So for me that like those two songs are just, wow, bone chilling, like singing and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's pop, but I don't think that we should let like any kind of categories or genres define us. Like what you like, man. You know? Oh, well, that's not a good thing to say to metalheads because, uh, you know, they're, I know. And that's why I say it because I am an old school metalhead (laughs) since the beginning of metalheads, you know, (laughs) but you can also like other stuff. You love metal, but you can like Chic and Huey Lewis in the news and, you know, weird stuff. That's the other one. Huey. Yeah. You know, I met him in 2010, 2011. He was, yeah, I was working down in Sacramento at the time. And, um, one of the one of the stations I was working at down there, it uh, doesn't exist anymore, was a, a classic hit station. And he had come to, he had written a book or something like that. He wanted to, you know, pimp that book. And obviously, uh, you know, he's from California or, or made most of his bones there. So, it, you know, he's just kind of driving up and down the, uh, the coast sort of thing. But um, he and Eddie Money, God rest his soul, uh, out of every artist I've ever met in my life, and that includes like gangster rappers and, you know, all the, the crazy punk and metal uh, bands and stuff. Huey Lewis and Eddie Money reeked the most of weed of anybody. That, that includes the Yin Yang Twins. And um, when I met them in 2003 or something like that, we actually had to open the door to like the kind of the, it wasn't really a green room, but you know, right next to the studio because that's how strong the odor was. And I love this story so much because uh, one of the uh, voices you hear on, on Z-Rock is a friend of mine uh, named Karina Delgado. She's uh, based out of Washington, D.C., but she's the female image voice, which is inside baseball. But either way, the reason I, I, I mentioned that is, you know, we worked together at that station and, uh, you know, her little her little boy, who's like 25 now or something like that. But he, at the time he was like 11. He was there uh, with her and she was working on something. And uh, when the Ying Yang twins went into the studio to do the interview, like they left, uh, uh, I forget what exactly what it is they left out there, but something that, you know, so the stink 
of the weed was there. And he goes, and I remember we were, we were all just kind of quietly working, uh, you know, on our computers. And then suddenly uh, Nino says, why does it smell like my uncle's jacket in here? Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, so even more so than that, Huey Lewis Ooh. and Eddie Money. More so than any other metal. artist I've met. Yeah. So they were metal, even though uh, they weren't. Yeah. It was, it was a beautiful thing. So I guess, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you probably know the lineup by now. But just uh, just in case you're like, tell us the lineup, tell us the lineup. Um, OK, let's just roll it down, because I got to tell you this stupid story that made me feel like a complete asshole when I was uh, announcing this on the air. Awesome. I love those stories. Yeah. So, you know, running down the list, uh, Thursday night, obviously, uh, we've got Fit for a King, Knocked Loose, as you mentioned, Exodus, Hate Breed, and Testament, Parkway Drive, and Limp Bizkit. Uh, then on Friday, uh, Metallica, obviously, closing off night one, what used to be night one. Then also, Contra Cult Collective, Unity, TX, Crownlands, Ego, Kill Talent, Cleopatra, as we mentioned, Crowbot, Aaron Jones, Des Rocks which I'm sure I'm mispronouncing. Uh, the Butcher Babies, they were there uh, in 2017, I want to say, was the last time they made oh, an appearance. Like, and in like 2013 or 14, yeah. they've been there a lot. They're rad. I, I just actually had a, a memory of me and Carla and Heidi. It was beautiful. At Aftershock, I was like, oh, hey, yeah. those are nice gals. They're rad as hell. I really like those chicks, and their metal is thick. Yeah. So. So yeah, so Sorry, interjection no, on no, the lineup there. That's literally the why. Uh, that's literally why I wanted to go down the uh, the lineup is just to you know get out some uh, some uh, you know just instant thoughts. Uh, then we move into Pop Evil. We've got Avatar, Suicidal Tendencies, which I know you're a big uh, fan of. Yay! So yeah, all they, I wanted was a Pepsi. Well, yeah, right. Well, they were at. Um, what is it? The bash back in July, and you weren't able yeah. to go to that, and you were real, real jealous of uh, our photographer yeah. Jeremy and uh, myself. Uh, we got last minute uh, tickets to go down, and he shot that, and I just got to enjoy the beer fest and watch suicidal tendencies. And you were not happy with me. No, I wasn't, but mm. I did see them like remarkably close to that at aftershock, like maybe the year before or the year before that. Yeah, uh, you know that. This is what I'm going to keep saying, to everybody. You know that I get confused what day it is before pandemic, so I'm confused about all these aftershocks mingling around in my head, trying to keep them straight. So if I screw up, just call me out on it. <laughs> uh, then my favorite band to say, just because of the first time I heard them, you know, back in the early aughts. Um, I, I used to say, uh, so uh, who's opening for him? Frying pan? And nobody would laugh, and everybody would just uh, make make fun of me. But I, I, I would try to work that joke, and, and it never did work. But, man, did I lose a lot of friends just trying. So I feel like yeah, a bit of a martyr. You know. I think you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, it's Skillet. There so we go. Joke, you know, please don't unfriend me. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the the next one that that was confusing to me uh, was was live, and uh, you know, there's pluses on both sides. Did they change their name or is it a different live? I have no idea. I'm not a live connoisseur. Mm -hmm. I just know that that's going to make a lot of chicks my age super happy and. God bless them. You know, it's a great show. Well, that was, live. that live. was my, I would say, guiltiest pleasure back in the mid nineties was live. And, uh, that, everybody that, sung that all their songs at the top of their lungs in their car. I mean, admit it. But no, no problem here. I remember being, right. uh, in, in high school at the time, uh, when that album was out and I had listened to the CD on my disc man and you couldn't move much. Otherwise it would skip or the battery would last about five <laughs> minutes if you had anti-skip technology on. But, uh, my favorite, the whole album throwing copper was 
one of my favorites uh, back then. The song Old Bad Eyes was my favorite on the album, which would, uh, I'm surprised they never made it a single. But uh, if, that's, if that's that live, I am uh, hella stoked uh, to see that. We move along to Seether, who was there uh, two years ago. Volbeat, who was there three yeah. years ago. And this one, uh, caught, th- yeah, this one caught me by surprise. Not that they're there, but there's just that they're this high up. Because again, they were also at uh, the Bash uh, in, in Sacramento last summer. Uh, Rancid, second only to yeah, Metallica. Yeah, I was asking people here, you know, I've got a little commune of humans that, like, dude, I have to tell you, one of our listeners actually, like, said that I was making up my family. <laughs> like, that I didn't have four children and a husband, and I can assure you that is the case. Like, what the hell? So, they're all raucously here, so you probably hear them. <laughs> Very Sorry. nice. Nice. Slid that but one right you, over the like, plate. Like, that was crazy. I just, that's an aside that's just kind of like, dude, like, no, I wouldn't just make up a family. I've, I've been married for, like, a decade. You Do know? you think uh, it was wishful thinking? Like, no, I, it, it can't be true. <laughs> I hope so. I mean... Nice guy otherwise, but it was very strange. I was like, what the hell is going on? Anyway, so um, I was asking everybody here, and there's, you know, a plethora of actual adult humans now because they're not just kids. And they were like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, everybody's pretty stoked about Rancid. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point of that ramble. Yeah, it was fun. uh, It was fun seeing them do... what was a time bomb? That was the one that was a lot more fun live I than bet. I thought it was. Than I thought it was. Not that I thought it was going to be bad, but I just didn't. Re- I remember when that song was out, and I was like, "Oh, that's a fun little song or whatever." But then uh, actually seeing it live, you know, however many billion years later, and I was like, "Man, this is uh this." What do the kids say now? This is a bop. So there is that. Oh yeah. So yeah, then Metallica obviously uh, finishes off the night. We go to Saturday, starting at the bottom here, American Teeth, which is uh, you know that's that sounds like one of those names that you know if somebody was just like yeah you know British teeth are kind of gross, but you know we take care of our teeth here in the USA. I think American Teeth are best, and, and best, and somebody would say American Teeth, good band name, and now it is one. So there's that. Uh, Another Day Dawns, The Black Moods. They've been getting a little heat lately. Uh, South of Eden, Bones UK, Atreyu. L7, who are also at the bash. I'm seeing a, a pattern here, which is interesting because it. Uh, you I know. said, hey. <laughs> I mean, hey. What's going on? I don't know, Andre. I can't wait to see them. You know, I really, I can't wait to see them. Yeah, they, they, I mean, I, I, know, I, I know I keep on repeating myself, but uh, they were. Really, really fun to watch uh, at at the bash. So it's uh, it, it's good to see them uh, going to be back in oh, Sacramento. I remembered what I was going to say. Do you think we're just like taunting people with the idea of live music, and everybody's just like, "Fuck y'all!" Like a hundred percent right now. I we mean, can't go till next year. So if, if you know, they, uh, we're all like reminiscing about all the great concert times. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, sorry, but again, if you uh, you know subscribe to something called the Z Shock Aftercast, there's probably going to be some. Fine, dis- be logical. Fine. <laughs> now, if we were having this conversation, <laughs> did I tell you um, uh, on Facebook the so a couple times last week, Tim uh, Tim Buckmore, our morning show guy, if you're not from the area or whatever, uh, he's he's been getting some hate from this one dude. I think he's in uh, Shred Bluff, but uh, basically telling Timmy, you know, Tim, you talk too much. I've never heard somebody that's more pleased with the sound of their own voice or whatever it was uh it was a lot so i could only imagine if we were doing this podcast but just on the air on z-rock while this guy was listening i think his head would explode yeah 
Which, you know, which is yeah, funny because we finally responded to him because he kept on, you know, chiming in. Uh, and, and we basically said, hey, dude, we know you're not a fan of Tim. He's not for everybody. But, you know, he's we've been doing the show this way for, you know, four plus years. Because this whole thing was like, I don't listen to Z-Rock for talk shows. I listen to it for the noise of NorCal. And um, and basically, so the response was, hey, we know you're not a fan of Tim. Not at, you know, he's not for everybody. But, you know, he's been doing the show this way for at least four years now. And it's been working right. out pretty well for him. So. You know, if that ever changes, you'll be the first to know that we, you know, we we, we go a different direction or whatever. But uh, he responded to that like a day later with Boris, you rock. And I was like, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you, were, you were mean to my friends. Uh, so I don't know if I want you to think that I rock. Well, I think that it's a really a bitch of a time right now and that everybody's kind of frustrated. And, you know, sometimes you got to let out your frustrations. Just remember, we're just DJs, man. We mm-hmm. sing for our supper, you know. We put on our we're shirts not, one leg like at a time. You know, we're not in love with our voices. We're just working. Well, and then, you know, Tim has a tendency to wander. So, well, you know. He's, he's, he's a delightful character. He's a very special little boy. That's what we always say. I enjoy him very much. So, yeah, getting back into Saturday here, we said American Teeth, Another Day Dawns, The Black Moods, South of Eden, Bones UK, Atreyu, L7. uh, That's the one we mentioned. Here's where I had my stupid, stupid, stupid mistake live on the radio, speaking of the devil, is uh, I actually started from the top of Saturday and moved my way down. And at this point, it said Thursday. So I now know that means the band Thursday. But at the time, I was like, oh, I, I guess these ones are on Thursday. Why are they in the middle? And then I looked down further and I saw Limp Biscuit and I had, oh. and this all happened to me live on the air and I, it was one of those things where I was thinking out loud because I was on the air so I'm just like and so th- thir- thir- Thursday okay I guess L- L7 is headlining Thursday uh, anyway and, 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 I, and I let that I let that sit until I got down to you know the bottom where the thurs- the new in 2021 Thursday night with the Limp Biscuits. It's, it's even in a different color so your eyes are drawn to it but I was like oh I guess this is Thursday now on Saturday so my apologies to the band oh, Thursday uh, at some point we will we will definitely feature you on this podcast because uh, I feel like a complete asshole uh, that said nah. Some guys we uh, got a chance to hang out with last year. Bad Flower is going to be back. Bad Flower! Yeah. Yay! You can, if you want, you can actually uh, check out the full interview that Frost and I did with them. Uh, they were lo- loads of fun to talk with uh, right there. at nice, the uh, lad. Yeah. Go to zrockfm.com in the Aftershock Epicenter and uh, click on the 2019 tab and you can uh, check that out. Now, this one, I think... If it's what I think it is, I'm really excited about body count. That, oh yeah, no, that, I'm super, super stoked about that. that. I have been like on a body count thing for the last six months. So that, that's that Ice T's band, right? And it's cool, and I'm really into it. I think I've seen them one other time. That, that's man, that, that's going to be great. That's Ice T's band, right? Yes, it is. Okay, I, so I just wanted to make sure because I was like, oh man, I was just yep. somebody. Somebody was uh, reminiscing about how much uh, Ice T's got this great story about like when that was going down, and and he was getting all the heat for the song "Cop Killer," and um, yeah, and so you know he's like, oh man, this is this is fucked up, and and then suddenly he gets a call from his friend, is like, turn on the TV. What? Turn on the TV, and he turns it on, and it's it's George Bush one, the president of the United oh, States shit. at the time, basically talking about how how terrible this thing is and that the the band body count should be banned and he said you know uh when you turn on the tv and the president of the united states is talking shit about you shit has hit the fan officially 
That is bong. Imagine like you're having a bad day as it is, and then your buddy calls up. Hey, man, you might want to hop on the old Twitter or there, you know, or, or pop on. Yeah, no you know, doubt. The, the CBS, right? you know. But now under the television and all the stations, and the president's going, "These guys suck. We mm-hmm. need to kick them out." You know, and that has like, got to be uh, scary as fuck. Free speech, maybe. Right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of that. But that was in the era of the PMRC, like mm-hmm. like pre PMRC, but still like the the censorship era, especially. It was super like super conservo. So we've come a long way since then, but he's still making waves with like no lives matter, you know, like when it comes to the poor, no lives matter. And he's doing a lot of really controversial stuff. And I appreciate that. I like rebellious people, you know? Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting one uh, to watch for sure. Uh, Moving along, we got Asking Alexandria, who've been uh, at Aftershock a bunch of times, most recently in 2018. Uh, Tim and I got a chance to talk with those guys uh, at that point. And I think you talked to him a couple years before, right? Why do we have to talk about that, though? Did it not go well? No, you know it didn't go well. <laughs> what happened to the people that might be uh, listening to this podcast for the first time in a nutshell? Uh, no, they were at the senator with, oh, we came as Roman sad. Now I'm sad. Thank you for making me sad. I, I, I do what I can. They were at the senator with, we came as Romans, and we had arranged all this like meet and greet stuff with WeCar and Asking Alexandria before the show for a, you know, a couple winners or whatever. Yeah. And what we were supposed to do is have them come to our booth and they would do, you know, like a high, 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 you know, quick little interview. Like, we're here. We're going to rock this place. And then they'd go on their merry way. Right. Well, at the very last minute, they were like, no, we don't want to come out of the bus. And we car had been out there for a good two hours, like seriously, just hanging out, chilling. They were great kids. They were really nice. But here's asking Alexandria who refuses to get off their bus. So uh, finally, after running around for like four hours, I got on the bus to talk to them, which, you know, I didn't give a shit about asking Alexander. I hope that at some point you hear this. And they, like, just were <laughs> rude shits. I, I have really good friends in the U.K., so I was kind of trying to make, like, a bonding joke with them. And they were like, but we live in Texas now. I was like, I know that. It was a joke. Oh, my God. So they were just really uppity shits, and I didn't enjoy them. And as a result, like, we decided not to play them for a while because they were sucking anyway. Well, so here's what's interesting. Like, every time I hear that story, it kind of puts it into perspective again. Uh, you know, when, when Tim and I talked to them at Aftershock 2018, um, the, uh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, the original lead singer came back to the band. Danny? Yeah, but he was not. Danny? Right, but he was not there. It was, uh, it was, uh, the guitarist and I think the bassist uh, that talked to us um, really, but they were very cool. They were still very, you know, rock star-y, but they were, uh, they were fine. Um, and so then I didn't, I hadn't heard your story before that chalk. So when I said, I was like, oh yeah, we talked to Asking Alexandria. It was awesome. And you're like, <sighs> Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> right. So, but I wonder if in, you know, between when that happened to you guys uh, at the Senator, you know, before I ever came along up here to uh, to Chico, I wonder if they got real humbled by, you know, they were on this trajectory upwards, then, uh, you know, he leaves, doesn't really do much on his own, and they kind of fall back down to earth. And so this second, I guess, reunite, uh, being reunited and uh, putting out that album in 2018, if uh, they're a little bit more humble now, now that they see it can all go away. Because uh, again, maybe. yeah, maybe. again, with me now, who knows? Maybe, maybe the dude, if he would have come and, you know, done the interview with us too, maybe he would have still been a complete tool bag. But, uh, and you know, I don't know. And I can guarantee you one thing they don't remember me. Sure, sure. No, I, you know, it, it, it's funny, like the first time I really had that experience, because I've met a couple famous people, a couple, you know, more than once. And um, 
most of them either are really good at faking it, even if they don't remember your name, like, oh, yeah, you. And then like some of them will surprise you and be like, oh, yeah, I remember when we did the thing over there at the and they'll name something specific about the event. And you're like, holy shit. Yeah, that, that that's great. The first time that it really clued in on me that, um, yeah, it's like it's like the most exciting thing in the world uh, for, you know, a normal person. But um, for the person that's doing the meeting, it's like. Tuesday. So the first yeah. time that happened to me was like the first time I met Jacoby Shaddix of Papa Roach. I was like 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. And uh, we actually uh, bonded pretty well. I thought at the time, you know, he had just come back from my hometown and we, you know, we were talking tattoos because he had just got a new one from a, a shop that was in my old stomping grounds and everything. And I was like, wow, I really, you know, bonded with this guy and, and it was awesome. And, uh, you know, so fast forward like a year and a half later and he's back in the, the radio station uh, because he was hosting this uh, defunct now um, syndicated show. And uh, since he lives in Sacramento now with the rest of uh, Papa Roach, uh, he would always come use our studios anytime he would do he was doing like a remote interview or whatever. I wonder if that's the case anymore with things like Zoom now. But um, but yeah, I saw him in the hallway and I was like, holy shit, Jacoby. And he kind of, I could see like the, he was trying to place who I was and it wasn't doing anything. And that's yeah. when I was like, oh, he was still very nice and very cordial. And, you know, but it was just like that. Oh, that's right. This happens to him. Like, especially when they're, you know, doing press and stuff, this happens to him 10 times a day. So that was one of those right. like, boohoo moments, but it wasn't his fault. So I, I don't want anybody to think that I'm shitting on Jacoby Shaddix because he was a very cool dude every time that I've ever met him. But that was the first time. Oh, me too. Yeah, like, that, that was so the first nice. time. He really is. Me and V met him at Aftershock 13. Mm -hmm. And he was super sweet. We chatted with him for a while and just like, Real nice guy. So that being said, now that we've got asking Alexandria out of the way, uh, kill switch engage. I know that's exciting for a lot cool. of people. Uh, this is yeah, for the cool. old school metalheads. Uh, they'll be happy about this. Uh, anthrax. I have yep, personally, I'm happy about it. I've never seen Anthrax, so I'm very excited about that. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's not, well, I saw them at the last Slayer show on Mother's Day in Sacramento mm -hmm. that everybody around here went to, by the way. I saw everyone. So, I mean, and you know, most everyone. They were fan-fucking-tastic. As, as always, Anthrax, always big, big love for them. They're huge in my heart, you know? Yeah, for Great sure. Band. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that to finally getting around to it. It was kind of like last year. There was a, a couple bands that I had never seen, and then when I told people that, uh, they had the same reaction. One of them was Stone Temple Pilots, and um, and then the year before was Alice in Chains, which were you know obviously both huge. Right as I was like hitting puberty, so it was uh, it was a uh, it was a good time. But yeah, Anthrax is another one, so I'm looking forward to crossing that off the list. Then we have a big uh, five question mark reunion. So somebody's getting back together for at least one show. Any uh, any kind of guess who that might be i will freak out you know i will freak that i will break things if it's rage i will i will lose my mind there's a part I of me will, that wonders that because you know the whole coachella thing yeah. um so it, it could, and they were gonna like 2020 sucks the most because they were gonna play like mm -hmm. they were finally gonna just like bite the bullet and say all right we don't like each other but we're still gonna go like a lot of people haven't seen us let's go play you know yeah, and I haven't. That's one that I I, I did see uh, back in '96. I want to say it was, but uh, they, it's when they did the tour with Wu Tang. But Wu Tang canceled the Minneapolis date, so it was just Rage Against the Machine. And oh, uh, I had I had one of those moments where I was like, it made me laugh, but I was also kind of like, oh, at the same time. Obviously, uh, Rage Against the Machine, very very uh, active in uh, especially like Native American issues, which you know obviously yes. are close to your heart too. But yes, um, they are. <laughs> But the uh, the rock demographic in Minneapolis circa 1996, uh, you can guess what a lot of the crowd looked like, especially after Wu-Tang canceled. 
Yeah, no, I get it. I've been to rage shows. Yeah, and I've so, been to Slayer shows so, you know, uh, in Maryland and shit. You know? Right. No, I just mean because like. You know, that's when uh, all their music videos had like uh, the different uh, the guys uh, from uh, is it Wounded Knee? I think that was the big one in that one music video that they were yeah, like. Yeah, that free. was uh, it's Leonard Peltier. There we go. The I, was whole, like, I knew like, it was Peltier or something, but I couldn't Lala remember. That. And you know the Pine Ridge Reservation in North to Dakota. Be specific. Yeah, the Lakota people. Mm-hmm. So the Oyate, is, if you will. Right, so uh, we're we're there in the crowd, and then you know it's time for Rage Against the Machine. They get on stage, and I'm up pretty close because that's back when I, I used to you know try to get as close as I could. And the look of just abject disappointment on Zach's face was like I started laughing, but I was also sad because like oh I'm part of his problem. Boo. <laughs> but it was a great show regardless. Um, so if that's the case, that would be... That would be great. Yeah. I saw them in 2008 at Rock the Bells with Wu Tang. Oh, cool. So there. One up me, and you know what? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Un- like, I missed Rage, and they were, like, uh, as you said, very important to my entire life. So mm-hmm. it was amazing to see them, and it was really a weird, weird show. That could be, like, it's an own podcast, just that whole show. Yeah, right I bet. Trip down and whatnot. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe great, we, they're great live. Yeah, maybe we will at one again. point. Yeah. So uh, next year, or excuse me, up next, uh, returning for the second year in a row is the Frenchies, Gojira. That was a fun one. Very dusty. I mean, it's always dusty at Aftershock, but like when you first would wander over to there and you you saw like all the dust in the air, you were like, holy shit, there's a lot of fucking weed smoking going on. And then you you realize the color's wrong. It's like an orange. Yeah. And you were just like, oh, wow. Well, that's that's it's not. Every park is dusty. Mm-hmm. Bring a bandana or a mask. Now we all have masks, so yeah. wear that. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't even think about that because yeah there, i remember bullet bourbon was there two years ago and they were handing out bandanas that most people used at and the reason they were handing them out was for the dust but yeah now they could double yeah. as as that so you know With the media tent they were giving them out to, to us i got a, my one bandana that i'm using right now there actually from aftershock last year nice I like it. Yeah. I'm still looking. So who else are we looking at? Are we still on Saturday or we, are we on Sunday? Night? We are almost done with uh, with Saturday. So after Gojira okay, cool. is Machine Gun Kelly, which we talked about, The Offspring, and then My Chem, obviously, uh, the headliner for Saturday night. Moving on to Sunday. The first band is uh, just some great names down here. The Cold Stairs. Sounds like every one of my exes. Uh, Then that was a perfect comment for me to make because the next band is Creeper. (laughs) Then we have uh, Higher Power, The Contortionist, uh, The Blue Stones, which I want to say. I like them. Were they there there last year? No, we played one of their songs for a minute. I I, I remember that, but I'm trying to remember. There was the Blue something last year. Possibly, but you know, the thing is, is like a lot of those like earlier shows we can't get because we're Mm -hmm. interviewing headliners in the media tent. We have to like, it sucks, but it's cool, but it's. You know, you have yeah. to work, but you also get to see part of the show. You know, so. Well, I remember that story. I I, I tell in the air all the time because uh, you know I'm I'm a lazy person. But I remember the most memorable thing for me last year in the media tent was when the hue was getting led around because one, there's like six of them, and then a translator too. And so every single, you know, the big thing about them is they do the the throat singing. So every single interview. You'd be like doing your work or whatever at your own thing, and then suddenly you hear you just hear this, and it would scare the shit out of you. And you're like, "Oh, it's the hue." But like that's well, the thing that I remember it most. Out from, of Boris. It, it elated and excited me and made me go woo and like freak out a little bit. No, it was more because like I'm not looking at them, and then suddenly I would right. hear it, it would be kind of like if somebody sneaks up and he goes ha, and you're like, "Whoa!" Geez. Well, I mean, in my defense, I was just looking at them. Yes. 
everywhere they went. And True. I sat next to our friends from a different place while they were interviewing them. And I was like, I'm part of the crew. Hi. <laughs> I do. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I remember you texting me the who's in the media tent, and I ran in like huffy that's puffy. Right, and red I forgot face. about that. <laughs> you know. So yeah, that was I mean, uh, that yeah, was a lot of fun. Cool. I'm interested to see what what that is this year. What's the thing that's gonna you know kind of catch everybody's eye in the media tent? Uh, well, not this year, next year, I guess. A little less than a year from now is uh, when right. it's all going down. Uh, let's see. Moving on, law, alien weaponry from ashes. Fuck to- yes! Oh my god, hold on. All right, alien weaponry. Yeah, that's an indigenous band from New Zealand or Australia. I think it's New Zealand. I think they're Maori. They are awesome. Go watch their videos. They're kids and they kick ass. So, I'm so excited. I think that's going to be the one. That's, that's the going to be the breakout this year. It's alien weaponry, dude. All right, cool. Yeah, well, I love it because that's if, if you're, you know, you, this is a, a new experience, uh, the Z Shock aftercast to you. Um, that was the exact same response that Frost had when she saw the hue on last year's yeah. lineup when it got announced. So uh, that's definitely one we're going to have to feature too uh, as we move They're forward cool. here. Uh, then we got From Ashes to New. They've got a song out right Right now called Panic, and uh, the lead singer from from Ashes to New uh, was on the. I don't even. What would you call it? It was you know uh, the Hugh had UV UV U, but then they had like an American version that had him on it with some new lyrics. I guess to make them more palatable to Remix, us. Remix, you know. I guess. I guess it's that's not the, like it, a hip hop remix. Yeah, but it's a remix. It's the best. It's really it's the best word we have. So um, I know uh, one of our super fans out of uh, Palermo Vez is a big From Ashes to New fan. So uh, yeah, they're cool. They're good live too. I've seen them live somewhere. You know. Oh, cool. Like I said, well, no, that, that should be a fun one. Uh, they've got a song out right now called Panic. That is, uh, it's pretty good. It's a it's a short yeah, little number, cool. but uh, yeah, it's a good one. So that'll be good. Uh, I know you were talking about uh, some of the people in your household, uh, big fans of this next uh, young man, grandson. Oh my God, my my kids are gonna freak out. It, not just my chem, but grandson. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Blood like, in the water. Y'all, stop the presses. No, dirty. Like he's got new stuff out, which is amazing. So it's it's great. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I really like grandson. It was funny. So I, remember- I don't know where my kids get their musical taste, but. It's good. They have good musical <laughs> I remember when uh, when Water was first out, uh, we had one Z-Rocker that absolutely hated it, but only for one reason, because he uses a drum machine instead of a real drummer. He said that... that it's that, one guy. Come I, on. I, I know. That's what made me laugh about it. I was just kind of like, all right, well. And then, in that same thing, he's also not a Rage Against the Machine fan. I don't know if it's for political reasons or whatever, but or if he just doesn't like the music, but he was just like, you know, that's the only thing I don't like about Z-Rock is you guys playing Grandson or any time that Rage Against the machine came on and then grandson did that remix with with tommy morello <laughs> so I had, <laughs> I, had to, I had to message him back and i was just kind of like hey man i know that you're a you're a huge fan so i wanted to make sure you didn't miss this <laughs> you never know what people don't like i mean Kudos. i didn't think anybody hated nine inch nails closer but there are people who just scream at me because they hate it and i'm like it's such a great Song, you know, like you know, Tommy, it's Tommy, weird, but it's great. We were talking about uh, Machine Gun Kelly uh, a little earlier playing Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee has called Nine Inch Nails Closer the ultimate, uh, the greatest fuck song in the history of the world. And that made me laugh well, when yeah. I read that. I've had a strip tease to that song, and that shit was sexy. I will tell you that. I'd do that again in a heartbeat. That was cool. Yeah, for real. And, 
And uh, let's see, Nine Inch Nails was there a couple of years ago. I think 2017. Uh, they were. They, yeah, they were at Aftershock. So moving along, then we got Yellow Wolf, uh, rapper. Which everybody around here really loves. Like a lot of folks in Sacto to Reading mm-hmm. love Yellow Wolf. And it's because of Aftershock. So Well, he hosted uh, along, you know, we, we run a, a program on Z-Rock on Saturday nights called uh, Scratch and Sniff. With, yeah, and uh, he hosted the Halloween episode last year. It wasn't obviously not, it wasn't like this year where, uh, you know, uh, Halloween is literally on Saturday, but it was the Saturday either before or right after Halloween. Right, and right. Uh, and that was, uh, what's the word? Divisive. Because um, there are some people that listen to us that absolutely love Scratch and Sniff. Because it, it, in case you don't know, it, it, it's a it's a mix show. So it's it's DJ uh, Mike Check, and he's he's mixing traditionally rock songs together. So there are some purists that absolutely hate that show as well. And so when Yellow Wolf hosted that one, uh, you know we got we got some great feedback, and then we got some people that were like, I'm not going to repeat some of the language used because uh, you know it maybe fell into racist territory, which is weird because I believe Yellow Wolf is white, isn't he? I have no idea. I don't, you know, and first of all, let's just go. Don't be racist. That's yes. shitty. Stop Agreed. that shit. Well, th- those yeah. people are it's always... 2020. Getting... Yeah. Stupid. So th- stop th- that shit. If you want to bitch about the song, dude, bitch about the song. Don't bitch about... You know, like, that's just... No. Yeah, it was, anyway, it, you know, it was, that gets it under was, my skin. <laughs> no, no, for for real, I totally get it, and that's why I was just kind of like, well, you know, if we yeah. lose these people as fans, I guess no, no big loss there. No but, loss. But it's just, yeah, it's always a bummer to find out that somebody who likes your stuff is uh is, is fucked up in the head. You know, you're just like, ah, yeah, especially racists. They're the worst. You right. know, we had a consensus a while ago that racists sucked. Mm-hmm. Let's keep that going. Well, I tell anyway, you what, Yellow Wolf kicks ass, and there's a lot of people who like him. But I get, you know, I get the purists too. Now, I'm not calling just everybody, you know, racist or whatever. Yeah, if you're not, if you don't want it to be rock, yeah, if you don't like hip hop, you're not going to like that. That's that's, but but you can not like something and just not like it. Yeah, and people hate the Beastie Boys. And what I want to say to you about that is, go listen to their instrumental albums because they're all really accomplished musicians. Like on Mm -hmm. top of B and B Boys, they they really are amazing. So for real, they're really like a huge part of our musical culture at this point. Yeah, no, no kidding there at all. So uh, moving along, I think we could say that this is a consensus act right here for the uh, people that would go to Aftershock. Steel Panther. Oh, I was so like everybody in the household was like, oh, yes, that's amazing. They're hilarious. We've seen them once. Mm-hmm. They were great. I want to see them many, many more times. They're fan flipping tastic. Yeah, the only thing I've ever seen from them has been uh, like YouTube videos from when they had the residency down in L.A. for all those years. And like you see, right. like basically like every famous singer from all genres of music uh go to those shows and like so the youtube videos always have them like pulling like kelly clarkson out of the crowd to sing and they're just being their normal steel panthery selves so it's it's hilarious because you know you've got this i don't know what year it was i'm sure it was like 2008 or something like that and you've got you know pure clean american idol kelly clarkson at the time you know singing a song and they're you know they're talking about you know doing coke and blowjobs and shit (laughs) So that was it was brilliant. It was great. Yeah, I it can't wait really, to see really them. In, I can't wait to see them uh, in in person this time. Uh, moving along, we've got the Black Veil Brides. A little bit of heat right now on them. Well, if you love them, you love them. You know they've mm-hmm. got a huge following. Yeah. Uh, then we've got uh, Ms. Taylor Momsen and the Pretty Reckless. They uh, obviously well, have a new album fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. 
that chick rules. It's interesting because like a lot of people, and I'll, I'll admit that I was one of them, kind of wrote her off because it seemed uh, like when, when she first came on the scene, obviously she was known for being an actress on whatever show that was. And then she had the raccoon eyes. And I was just like, oh, Ooh. this is like Avril Lavigne round two. Uh, but no, that's absolutely not the case. Um, you know, she's no. stayed true to the game ever since, you know, she decided that the Pretty Reckless uh, is her main gig. Um, and, and that's awesome. So what would you and say? I would like to say, never judge a book by its cover because there's a lot of really pretty girls who are hella hardcore chicks, you know? Mm-hmm. So just know that you never know. I don't even know if if it was that she was pretty or not. It was just my first sense was my trying too hard radar was going off. No, no, I get you. I was yeah. just I was making a different separate point. Gotcha. I'm with you on that. You're, gotcha. you're you're on point there. And, and you know, again, I was 100 percent wrong. You know, so I just want that yeah. to be absolutely clear. Uh, I it, thought it was really brave and cool what she was doing when she was doing it. Cause I was like, hell yeah, girl, get you some. Yeah, for sure. She was this little like soap star. I don't even know what show she was on. Cause I don't watch that shit, but she was some little soap star and she was really good at it. And then she was like, nah, I want to do this. And she went and did it. And that takes a lot of courage. Yeah. Especially like you have that breakout role, whatever it is um, that, you know, if you continue in that lane, you're going to have a nice, really comfortable life. Right. And then to abandon that, you know, when it'd be like hopping off, uh, you know, a, a roller coaster when you're two thirds of the way up, just the initial, the initial hill. And, <laughs> and, and she dismounted two thirds up there pretty damn well, but it could have gone pretty sideways. So that's a, that's a real accomplishment for, uh, you know, for Taylor and the rest of uh, the pretty reckless. It's great to see them still around and kicking ass moving along. We've got punk legends, Pennywise, uh, newly relevant over the last three years because of the movies. Um, right. But uh, South of heaven still probably one of my favorite lyrics that references, another band in a completely different genre which would probably be slayer yeah i mean you know i am south of heaven anyway moving along uh i saw them they were at um it was either ozfest or Lollapalooza. A um, hundred million years ago. And that's the first time I saw them. I was a, a young man then. And then I think, yeah, they were at the bash as well over the summer. So it'll be good to see them back uh, in town. Then we move along. Uh, Mastodon. They were there a couple years ago as yay. well. And you were, uh, you're a fan, right? Oh, yay. I saw them with Clutch so many freaking times before <laughs> they like blew up and became this cool big thing. So like the last time they were in town, it was like right before Pumpkinhead, which was crazy. Crazy! It was like Thursday night Mastodon show, mm-hmm. Friday Pumpkinhead, Saturday Sunday Aftershock. Right, oh, that wow. was our week. It was crazy, and we had a meet and greet with them. And I have this big long clutch uh, scarf that I was wearing that has like the Maryland flag on it, says clutch on it. Yeah, I'm wearing it and escorting our people up. And Mastodon comes walking up. We're at the senator up in the uh, beer garden before they opened. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the members is like, nice. Scarf. And I was like, yeah, they rule. And he's like, they do. I was like, I've seen you so many times with them. And he was like, fuck yeah. You know, it was a really cool, nice little exchange that he does not remember, but I will always, you know. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's friggin' great, man. I love that. So, uh, yeah, they're, cool. they're... And, you know, V was there and we had a really great time with our listeners. It was really fun. And I think that we have a lot of love here in Chico for Mastodon because of that show. I would agree with that. Um, when I first got here in 20, like late 2017, uh, we were kind of at the end as far as I know, um, of, you know, record labels sending out, uh, 
CDs to give away because nobody has CD players anymore. Right. But, um, right. but that was uh, of all the ones that we that we had. We had uh, well now I can't remember if it was CDs or if it was vinyl. It was one of the two. But we had a Mastodon, and uh, those were gone like within the first month or two that I was here. That's how yeah. much people like Mastodon around these parts. So I'm sure that's going to be hella exciting for people uh, as well. Good. Yeah. And then yeah. we move to uh, one that uh, I wouldn't call them a one hit wonder. They've had plenty of songs but one that is way more popular than all the rest talking about rise against oh yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're uh, they're leading up to Social Distortion, who are Metallica's, I guess, co-headliners. They'll be the second to last, but they'll be the last on the other stage. Uh, That's they... really exciting for a lot of people. Social D, you know. What's that? Uh, Social D is really exciting. Oh, I thought you said I thought people. you said upsetting. I was like, oh, there's something. No, I don't no, no, know. no, no. Exciting. <laughs> Sorry, no, exciting. Yeah, they Very were. Uh, they they were up in Reading not too long ago at the uh, the what do you call it? Uh, Jesus Christ, we had the Red Sun Festival there. The Civic. There Thank you, the Civic Auditorium. Yeah, yeah I was trying to drink a, you know, I was trying to slyly drink some water. <laughs> and then I was like, "Hey, help me out with the name of the thing right now, right now, like, right oh, now." <laughs> Civic. Yep, yeah, no problem. We're good. So uh, Tim Bachmore got to talk with uh, Homeboy from Social D leading up to that show. So I believe that's still on his page at ZRockFM.com. Guy's a really interesting dude, obviously. Has a lot of great war stories from back in the 80s and 90s, too. Yeah, looking forward to that. And then, uh, as we all know, closing out the festival Sunday night is Metallica for the second time. So what do you do? You think there's going to be any themes to the, like, because it's two different sets. It's not the same I set. I I wonder if they're going to do, they'll... like, maybe the first one's going to be all, like, stuff with in the last 10 years and then the Sunday one is all like the super classic stuff? Maybe. I don't know. They do some interesting stuff. You know, remember the Black Tour where they just went and toured by themselves? You know, they mm-hmm. got that going on where they can just play forever, you know? Well, that's the thing like, is wow. I remember um, that was one of the the conversations at least about Tool last year. Or, was that? Yeah, that was last year, right? I, yes. Yes, 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 it was. Yes, it was. Because the year before was uh, System of a Down. Tool was last year because they just had the album. Just like you, this this quarantine, this pandemic thing's got me all fucked up on years. So, but um, well, no, I mean I'm already fucked up. So the pandemic's just making it like ten thousand times ex- exponentially worse. Yeah, cool. You know, I'm like maybe that feels like it was seventeen years ago, but right. it could have been last year. <laughs> well, it's weird. It was almost literally a year ago. And I know. Uh, I was just saying that today earlier. I was like, you know, at this time, almost this time last year, I was, you know, at AfterShock saying hi. To to all my friends mm-hmm. in the bands that were there and that's cool and now I don't get to do that I just have to bother them on Twitter and they're like <laughs> fuck who are you oh right oh it's Rachel <laughs> yeah so but like the 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 big thing about uh, Tool last year is Tool is another band that's known for going for hours on end when they perform they're noodly yeah they exactly noodle. Well, it, it, it was funny. I was having a conversation with this uh, this one guy uh, on our Facebook page. You know, he sent us a message. Very nice dude. But, you know, a, a lot, especially with bands like Tool that put out 10, uh, 10 to 12 minute songs, uh, a lot of the times what the, what the record label will do is they'll put out a radio edit of a song. And with Tool, you know, it, it's very different. You know, you, some, some yep. bands will have a five minute song and they'll send you a four minute version for the uh, radio play. Uh, I won't get into the whole reason about why they do that, but it, it really, it, it comes down to they're trying to convince us to play it even, you know, or whatever. Right. But so, you know, tools, they get drastically cut down because a normal song might have a six minute album cut that gets reduced to like, you know, four minutes for radio. Well, tools, radio edits are like five and a half to six and a half to seven minutes. So, but this guy heard uh, Numa 
and uh, he was pretty bummed because it was the radio edit version, which we play during the day. We play the full version at night uh, just because there's more room to maneuver stuff around. But uh, we got in this conversation uh, about it. And, uh, you know, it's funny, like I've heard you and I've heard some other people on our social media talk about how, you know, tool, they're just, you know, they're the, I I guess, I, I know you won't agree with this term, but they're like the metal version of like the Grateful Dead where, they just get up on stage and just kind of, like you said, noodle around or whatever. Whereas this guy, he put it in the words um, that they, their songs take you on a journey and they they rise up to. Yeah, so it, it's always okay. yeah, I feel it. It's it's always interesting to hear the different perspectives on that. But anyway, the the conversation about Tool last year was how you know how can we confine them to a ninety minute set. <laughs> With right. that, because there's the law that it has to be uh, it has to be over at a certain Done. time for noise for noise uh, violations or yeah. whatever. So if uh, the, which I believe that's why Tool went on earlier than most acts do uh, for headliners because they knew that they were going to go a lot longer. So I wonder what Metallica has up their sleeve because I think I'm pretty sure they're known for that too, aren't they? Well, I mean, I saw them on the Blackout, the Black Tour, uh, the self-titled, you know, mm-hmm. and they played for like. <laughs> like six hours the night before because my brother had gone. Yeah. And then I went the next night and they played for five and a half by themselves. So I think it can be done, you know? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, they're also uh, they're also consummate professionals as well at this time. Uh, and that's true. And then like, if you like, I don't know if you remember this story, but not too long ago, I saw Corrosion Conformity at the Fox in Oakland and all of a sudden James Hetfield was out there playing oh, yeah. guitar. You mentioned that, yeah. Because he's real good friends with Pepper, and he's from the Bay, so Pepper's like, want to come noodle? And he's like, fuck yeah. (laughs) So he was on stage for like an hour, you know, like just having the time of his life. He loves to play his guitar. Well, that's what I was going to I don't know if a lot of people, I'm sure maybe a lot of people that listen to this podcast know this, but uh, if you don't, there was a a period of time where James Hetfield and the rest of Metallica were trying to recruit a front man because James wanted to uh, concentrate on his guitar playing. And it's it's so bizarre to try to imagine a Metallica that doesn't have James Hetfield front and center. Like yeah, he, he would have been a rhythm guitarist. Yeah, he would have been a rhythm guitarist with you know Kirk Kagan lead. It, w- it still would have been him and Lars writing most of the music. But like he would, I can't picture Metallica without James Hetfield and his Hulk Hogan mustache. It's uh, right. It, it's it, and it almost happened. <laughs> it, it's uh, very weird. Very very weird. Well, I tell you what, we've been uh, we've been going on for quite a while here. It, it's so yeah, easy yeah. to talk about, you know, this this great lineup. One of the things I was saying on the air the other day is just um, how little every year they put out the lineup, and somebody or a group of people loves to bitch about how it's not metal enough, or it, it, there's too much this or too much that. I have not seen anybody going fuck this lineup this year. Have you? Uh, yeah, I've seen one person go. Meh. Meh. Okay. Well, you know, that's still pretty yeah. muted comparatively. Yeah, that's true. Because metalheads get really pissy. But you can't really argue with like Anthrax, Gojira, Hatebreed, Exodus, and Testament. Right. By the way, native pride right there. Those guys <laughs> are indigenous too. What was there. it? Uh, what was it last year? Um, one of our one of our listeners, I know that you you talk with a lot. Uh, is it, I can't remember his name, but um, you'll probably know when I say it. When we were down there last year, and Lamb of God was playing, and we were posting like you know pics from the you know from the crowd and stuff like that, and uh, he commented on one of them. He's like, he he was basically he was like, "Meh, if I want to hear Testament, I'll go I'll go see Testament." <laughs> <laughs> and that guy, that, that you know, and speaking of noodling, that noodled up a little bit of a, you know, a, a scrum, if you will, in the comment section of that post. Uh, I think it was on Instagram. Yeah. So um, interesting. So, but yeah, I I haven't seen a meh, and I haven't seen anybody say uh, everything I've seen has been like, holy shit, that's amazing. So uh, I think yeah. the Danny Wimmer folks are really. Um, 
you know, really making up for, you know, not being able to do it this year. I wonder if this was basically the lineup for if it would have happened this year outside of the Thursday night thing, uh, obviously. Uh, if that's the case, I think uh, I can understand why they held out as long as they did pushing it back because this is pretty epic. And that being said, uh, passes are on sale now. Uh, what they said was about 80% of people deferred rather than asked for refunds. Basically, what that turns out to is about 20 percent of uh, passes are up for sale. Now, you can't buy Thursday night only passes. You have to go uh, get a four day uh, GA or a four day VIP pass. And hopefully by the time you're listening to this, it's not already sold out. But uh, they are on sale at ZRockFM.com in your official Aftershock Epicenter. Plus, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, too, if you sign up for the Z Cult and if you're uh, you know listening to this within a week of, oh, what is uh, today? Uh, we said it was October 24th. So I'll say if you were listening to this within five or so days and you're not already a Z Cult member, go ahead and sign up right there in the Aftershock Epicenter because, and I'll just lay it out this uh, time, sometime next week, again, the week uh, coming up after the weekend of the 24th and the 25th of October 2020, we're going to be sending out a link, but only to Z Cult members. Uh, you have to be a Z Cult member to get that link. Uh, for a chance to win uh, three-day weekend passes, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, uh, you know, they're in short supply. They were sold out. That is uh, one way to win your way in if you were not able to afford it because of the pandemic or, you know, you had to, you just you didn't buy them in time uh, because they sold out so quick last year. That's that's a way to get in there. And then keep your eyes on the Aftershock Epicenter because there will be more chances to win. Uh, not only GA passes, but VIP passes as well. So stay uh, tuned for that. Uh, Frost, any uh, final words? No, I think we're good. I think we I think are good, too. Waxed enough, you know? Yeah, so uh, you can follow us at Zrock FM on all things social media. I am at Zrock Boris on Twitter. Frost, you are at uh, Zrock Frost on Facebook. Uh, anywhere else that people can find you that you want them to or no? Nope. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for listening. Uh, who knows when the next one of these uh, will be, but it will be coming uh, probably in the next you know few weeks to months. That said, uh, we will talk to you later. Thank you very much. Make sure to, to subscribe. Make sure to rate and review. That helps other people discover the show, uh, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's on, uh, or I guess it's Apple Podcasts now, uh, Spotify. I, wonder if, I, don't, you know, I don't know if we're on Spotify. I got to go check that. I really should. And wherever you listen to friggin' podcasts, you can get the link at zero rockfm.com uh, and it'll populate whenever we have a new episode right there in your uh, podcast app. All right. Talk to you later. See you. This has been the Z Shock Aftercast, your official North State Aftershock podcast. For everything Aftershock, go to your official Aftershock epicenter, zrockfm.com.